0: The year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys, the underdogs, the battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon minnows versus the world, colon truck ramp to Tokyo. Hello listeners and welcome back to Medallica colon Minos versus the World, colon Truck Ramp to Tokyo. I'm Gus, which makes you... Rig. Fantastic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is day 13 and uh, just like the synopsis and the movie of the same name, it has a 3.6 out of 10 rating on IMDB. <laughs> and uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown of what it sounds like. Colton is convinced that the girl next door's father has ill intentions towards her and aims to prove he is evil. So he enlists the help of Spectre Drone Services to spy (laughs) on him. Spectre Drone Services. Finally, an eye in the sky you can trust. (laughs) So it is day 13 of the Tokyo Olympics and we are steaming towards the finish line, aren't we, mate? Yeah, well, we're steaming in one way or another. (laughs) I don't... I've been ever so lonely (laughs) during (laughs) lockdown. There's steam coming off parts of me. I'll tell you that one for free. We are absolutely just steamrolling towards the end. And I say steamrolling because steamrollers are famously slow. (laughs) And (laughs) these two weeks have gone forever. They are pedestrian as fuck. But I'll tell you what. When we were talking about um, nations that are going to look back on these Olympics fondly, it does raise the question of individuals who get paid by their countries for medals. And we touched on this in a previous cast about yep. how the states pay 37 and a half, uh, grand for gold medals, etc. Yep. Gee, they haven't had to part with much, have they? Am nope. I right? <laughs> Child's play. <laughs> so, the Philippines. yeah, Obviously broke the golden duck, these games. Yep. Dillian Diaz uh, won a gold medal in the weightlifting and she returned home to... <laughs> $200,000 US Holy shit. as her guaranteed um, take from a gold medal. But also, that is not where it stopped. The country got right around it. The commission gave her an additional $100,000. Uh, the president himself gave her a house, <laughs> <laughs> which gives you a... Small, we know into how corrupt that bloke must be. <laughs> so just have one of the thousands I have <laughs> just it. in the back pocket. I annexed this last week. Uh, I seri- killed a guy in this last one <laughs> when I was 16. <laughs> Duterte, you crazy fuck. He's insane. A series of other individuals and companies gave her another 970,000 US combined. What she got a fuck? condo. Someone gave her a 1998 Toyota Hi-Ace, which is (laughs) the third best car in the Philippines. (laughs) And she has unlimited flights on two airlines. But what she does not have is the kind of ethereal presence that only one man in the Philippines has. You know who that is? None other than Manny Pacquiao. Oh yes. <laughs> the the Prince Mac. of the Philippines. Pac-Man is the god of the Philippines. Oh, he loves it. And literally God. He's just like, no abortions for anyone. <laughs> he is he has homosexuality is gross yeah, and he shouldn't be allowed. He has very questionable stances <laughs> on a lot of things, but none more questionable than his voice on this banger.
1: Sometimes Right, so.
0: (laughs) Now, I'm no music guy, but was that 1977 hit by Dan Hill, Sometimes When We Touch? God, you're a nerd, it is. (laughs) You know I'm an absolute slut for pub trivia. (laughs) You are all over it, like, wide on rides. (laughs) So, that song sucks. (laughs) As, (laughs) As a music guy. I am going to say that that is the second worst song that I've ever heard an athlete make. (laughs) And (laughs) what the hell is the first? So before I play you the first, I'm just going to, just to give you an idea of how uh, music is no longer, uh, the quality is irrelevant. People just shove it in their ear holes depending on the face they see on the album. (laughs) That went to number 19 on the charts. (laughs) It became the third most added song in the US radio on two thousand in 2011. The People, Manny Pacquiao version. The Manny version. Pacquiao version, it is insane. Anyway, <laughs> the worst song that I've ever heard made by an athlete is this.
1: It was at my brother's 21st I saw you cross the room And my heart skipped a couple of beats And then... Say to you hello or hey or what you're doing here And when I said say that again You said it in my ear And my heart went boom The stars were flying across the room And I knew from the very start That we would never part Cause my heart went boom
0: it's someone Australian. I can hear it in the voice. Well, Rig, <laughs> it gives me absolute pleasure to let you know that that was none other than "My Heart Goes Boom" by Sue Chef to the Australian Olympic Mission, Susie O'Neill. No, Story, Susie, really? <laughs> it is Susie O'Neill. Holy shit! She released that in 2018. Um, Oh, so it wasn't even around the Olympic success time. No, this is way post being an athlete. This was a love song released as a dedication uh, to her husband. You shouldn't have, Susie. (laughs) You really really shouldn't shouldn't have. And despite the fact that, uh, like, there is a charity message behind this, which is that every a uh, copy of it that was sold on iTunes for $1.69 uh, went straight to the Fred Hollows Foundation. Right. Now, that's fantastic, except that no one ever paid for this. So <laughs> the Fred Hollows Foundation <laughs> made nothing and we're all worse yeah. for the song existing. That song sounds like the kind of thing that if you take it out of a Triple J context, it's horrible. <laughs> but if you played it on Triple J, everyone's just like, oh, my God, it's an Australian woman with questionable talent. <laughs> singing a humdrum tune over an acoustic guitar. We love that, says everyone. (laughs) You know what? Uh, We can't confine this to Australian women because Pete Murray, half-baked footballer and shit singer, (laughs) was very popular in Australia. Oh, my God, wasn't he? And I never got it. And a few years ago, they were like, we're celebrating the fucking... 10th anniversary or 15th anniversary of fucking whatever album that he brought out that was fucking everywhere when you and I were about <laughs> 20 years old. <laughs> and I was like, that was fucking awful. That was at, that was its own pandemic where it was fucking, it, where it was a fucking random dude and a guitar singing slash talking softly into a microphone. <laughs> Pete Murray, Jack Johnson, James Ben Blanche. Harper. James Blunt, the list went on and they were all the same. Because literally, if this, if it wasn't on the charts, you'd be that annoying fuck at every house party that brings the guitar. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> anyway, no here's asked. Banana Pancakes <laughs> by Jack Johnson. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Pete Murray sucks, so... <laughs> It's, he's the <laughs> second, the third worst athlete to make songs <laughs> behind Susie O'Neill and Manny Pacquiao, who both are terrible. <laughs> and <laughs> Pete Murray is only slightly lagging behind <laughs> those two. So yes, if you own a guitar and it's just put it down. It's well, I cannot express this strongly enough. Do not play any more Pete Murray songs. Stop playing Wonderwall. Yeah, no one gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is beyond the pale. And your wife is fed up. (laughs) If you have a campfire and there's a guitar nearby, if you are going to pick it up, throw it in the fire because (laughs) you cannot accompany that instrument with your half-baked talk singing. (laughs) No one wants to hear it. We're just trying to do LSD in peace, Jeff. (laughs) That's it. It is the sole bastion of blokes in their 40s (laughs) to own an acoustic guitar, a capo, a fire pit and make a cocktail out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) No one gives a shit about the fact that you went and bought a gold shaker, you absolute muffin. (laughs) Anyway, so we digress. (laughs) As as per usual. But that came to my attention when I was uh, looking for more facts on the Australian parties that have been popping up like wildfire um, in the Olympic Village because... You know, uh athletes gonna party. <laughs> I don't know what to do. They do be about doing it. that. <laughs> they they do be doing that at this end of the games. Absolutely. The ones that haven't been frog marched out by a military force of the village, <laughs> like Peter Tavatafuwa, who for some reason is just allowed to levitate above <laughs> the masses <laughs> in the village, or in hand. Coconut-oiled rigs yeah. smiling keeps, down keeps at slipping out of their fingers. He's so <laughs> greased up. Absolutely. But, yes, uh, the news of the uh, Jetstar party flight has been all over the Australian media today, and um, we broke it first. We just want to make that very, very clear. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are eyewitnesses to the train wreck, and everybody is getting their news from us, and we did no research. Yeah. So, <laughs> There's a lot of (laughs) misinformation out there and we will keep purporting it. (laughs) Which means we move on to minnow medals as we always do. I really liked your explanation about it yesterday, so I'm going to give this a crack. Yeah, good. Step one, look at an event. Step two, eliminate all countries that have ever won a gold medal. You're nailing it. Whatever is left and whatever their ranking is, they will get one, two and three Gallium steel brass metals. Perfect. Home there run, you buddy. go. I like the way how you started off with strip. Everyone who ceases to exist <laughs> that has <is> won <laughs> a gold medal, just delete them out of your mind. That's it. Filter it all in. Absolutely. So, Malaysia. Hit me. Barely at the top. They are holding off Moldova because Moldova just fucking love, as we mentioned in the last couple of days, putting one competitor in random shit. They're just like, fuck yeah, we'll do discus. Pass me that fucking metal ball on a rope. I'll do the hammer throw. Like, that's all. Like, they're just racking up the galleon that way. And then here comes Malaysia in the water. They're like, shit, yeah, give me a 470, whatever that is in terms of boats. <laughs> Because they've got 13 and 5 steel to remain on top, Malaysia. Moldova, 13 as well, gallium, and 2 steel. This one's going going right to the wire. Right down to the wire. They uh, are now leaving the next sort of pack for dead, the peloton, if you will. Uh, Turkmenistan is third. But they're now puzzlingly finding themselves in a battle that they've known very well and for many centuries because... Right up their asshole like an eager tongue is Kyrgyzstan. Oh, here we go. Kyrgyzstan, <laughs> the wrestling fucking champs, they picked up another couple of galliums. They're now fourth right behind Turkmenistan. Seven gallium Turkmenistan, six gallium Kyrgyzstan. It's going to be a battle for the ages. We don't give a fuck about Tajikistan. They've won gold. Uzbekistan, the lord of the stands. <laughs> They've got heaps of medals. Pakistan, of course. Pakistan have some... Afghanistan pass. I can't keep track of all of them, <laughs> but that is going to shape up to be a great battle for the uh, for the overall brass standing. It's it's huge, and that just really does hammer home. Uh, <laughs> it hammers throws home my point, which is that if you just stay in your lane and you decide that one particular sport that there are no other minnows in that'll be your jam, you can pretty much take this whole comp by storm. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because that's all you got to do. That's the real comp. you just got to think about it strategically. I mean, you've got to think about it. You've got to think. Why think when you could be? <laughs> <laughs> this is... First philosophical lecture that you go to at uni. Yeah, it, it, it is. Phil Intra- <laughs> 1001 in the course guide. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how, that's what we're talking about. We just want every, every minnow to go full Sartre on themselves. <laughs> Why think when you could not and instead do? Because doing is irrelevant, <laughs> existing <laughs> is futile, gallium is what matters. <laughs> Freedom is a choice. So, <laughs> <It's>, do <laughs> choose or don't choose. <laughs> Hope isn't real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Time is a flat line. <laughs> Get on your fucking ship and sail off the edge. Earth is a table. So oh god. And uh, <laughs> after getting slightly off track, we welcome our new entrance into the mino medal tally. Huge day for Africa. Oh, love that, Eswatini the artist formerly known as Swaziland. Check your ass, because Djibouti hey. are on the table. Hey. And Botswana. so Also good. I, I didn't mean to drop out there. I don't have a feud with Botswana <sighs> okay. that I haven't told you about. No, they seem like nice kids. So <laughs> Give it a red-hot crack. I have an apology to make. And so we had someone write in. Mm. Someone message me. Uh, it was you. You messaged me. <coughs> and... You said in your message to me last night, quote, question, were you fucking high when you put Uganda in the minnow medals (laughs) or does Munich 72 mean nothing to you? (laughs) I looked at the Wikipedia article and indeed Uganda has three gold medals amongst other medals. (laughs) I want to say this. When you're running on whatever the opposite of energy is, like we are, and as we have been, <laughs> you miss some stuff, okay? <laughs> I want to tell you something. The way that I've been checking minnow medals is, if I'm unsure, I will go onto Google and I'll be like, Eswatini at the Olympics, right? I and don't know that that's a good example. They are f- very much not a fine, that would but like won- Uganda at the Olympics. Sure. For an example, that is the one I'm using. <laughs> because <laughs> this, this is, is what happened. So two articles come up the top, right? One says Uganda at the Olympics, which means Uganda in all of Olympic competition all over time. And then the next one says Uganda at the 2020 Olympics. Now I assume in my delirium that I clicked on the 2020 thing because as of a couple of days ago they hadn't won anything and that's my... I'm not apologising, I'm just saying it's fucking hard. (laughs) Also, here's my apology in the form of this song.
1: And I'm really fucking sorry
0: Well, right. I think I speak for everyone when I tell you that that apology is not accepted. Well, then I rescind it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and fuck everyone listening. Look, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. You've let yourself down. <laughs> you've let the show down. You're lead pudding thumbs <laughs> filled with dark matter or whatever the, po- the absolute opposite of energy is. <laughs> I can barely be, okay? Okay. <laughs> I I just want you to think think. (laughs) Take a moment And just settle in on yourself (laughs) Find your circle Yeah, align your chakras And just be (laughs) And then don't be Do better (laughs) And speaking of doing Here is Minnow Watch Yep, don't think that could be clearer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this segment is the name of The Sting. The yes. Sting says the segment. It is where we watch minnows. I don't know why we just do, don't do do that for the, all the stings. <laughs> what, you screaming into a microphone? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? That's the whole podcast, but we both do it. <laughs> <laughs> we both sound the same. <laughs> yeah, just to address that for people who constantly write in and are like, that US rant was great, Gus, or... <laughs> I can't wait to see Rig trying to do 100 hours and become an Olympian. It's like, yeah, we get it. We both have velvety chocolate baritones. You're welcome. (laughs) Your ears thank us. (laughs) It's like a hug from the bottom of the pit for your soul. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 100 beers on a plane from Tokyo. (laughs) Just intoxicating. (laughs) It's like a song by Susie O'Neill. (laughs) Yes, boom, in your
1: ears
0: (laughs) But actually a heart can't explode, it's not fact (laughs) It's it's both scientifically and musically inaccurate (laughs) What a travesty on both fronts An assault to all of the disciplines And all of the senses (laughs) Stay in your lane No, literally don't leave your lane, you're a swimmer (laughs) All right, huge fab. Oh, it's almost time for the slowest burn of these Olympics because we're the only people reporting this. And I know (laughs) it because when I pumped his name into Google, it is just his Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah... Huge burn by him as well. Um, He is currently leaving me on red. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I thought bonjour, huge fab, (laughs) was a great opening. (laughs) It it turns out that he might not be that keen to talk to two blokes from Australia who are probably trying to hang shit on him. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, he competes in the final tomorrow night. We'll um, be watching that with bated breath to see if Burkina Faso can snap the duck and uh, bring home their first ever medal. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, speaking of disappointment, Big Joe. (laughs) I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Again. The the people's (laughs) people's sprinter. (laughs) He he really does run like a rock'em, sock'em robot. Yeah, Joe Funbully, he was from uh, Liberia, had a chance to break the duck. Liberia's never won a medal of any colour and he was just... Left in the dust. Yeah, I mean... He was left in the Tokyo soup. (laughs) Absolutely. And it is... You expect this in a blue ribbon final that it's going to take some time for a a 19-year-old kid to to get up to speed, but then he got beat by a 17-year-old, so what do you (laughs) do? That's the point at which you're like, oh, no, I probably did... Did get beaten. <laughs> yeah, it's we have the technology, yeah. we have the money, we have the funding. That's it. You can't even just wait for Usain Bolt to retire. The kid's younger than you, Joe. What are <laughs> you going to do? Oh, no, totally. There's there's nowhere to go. But you know what? Good on him because it guarantees a medal for Liberia. Absolutely. They, of well, the gallium colour. A, 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 a gallium, a minnow medal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not jump the gun. Well, I'm saying it's <laughs> it, still a medal, it, is it, it not? It is. It's made out of questionable minerals, <laughs> is it not? It's actually... It's handed out, is it not? (laughs) No. (laughs) In what is a landmark discovery, and you heard it here first, the gallium medals are actually made with more actual metal than the gold medals at the Tokyo Games that are made of phone. Yes. At least we're saying that our medals are made with real gallium. Yeah, real mediocre alloys. (laughs) It's. We're not lying though. It's on on the brochure. It says fucking gallium. The brochure is the periodic table. Yeah, with everything else. Yep, (laughs) scrubbed out except for gallium, steel, and brass. Yeah, steel and brass famously not on there. Brass is definitely an alloy. I don't know if steel is on. Is steel on the periodic table? Don't at us. (laughs) (laughs) We aren't chemists. It's somewhere my dad is shaking his <laughs> head. He can feel a rift in the fucking force. Uh, <laughs> it's like, my son is dumb. <laughs> why, why is my yeah. spawn not <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> memorising the periodic table? Exactly. Your dad's is like, oh my god, my son doesn't even know what a medal is because he thinks I'm you. <laughs> he can't tell the <laughs> difference in our voices. He can't figure it out. He's just going to retire back to the sniffery <laughs> for a quick moment of <laughs> reflection. Just a quick think followed by a B. Yeah <laughs> and after that he <laughs> will do the nasal ranger riding <laughs> off into the nostril distance. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know my father is an environmental scientist and a trained olfactometrist, his nose is professional. He smells things that you don't. Yeah, he's required. And he's an essential service. And we call him the nasal ranger, <laughs> the biggest nose in the West. <laughs> And the other thing I wanted to bring to Minnow Watch was I mentioned in the Minnow Medals segment that Kyrgyzstan has raced up the Minnow Medal tally. Yeah, yeah. They were literally a bee's dick from getting their first ever gold medal in Oof. the women's freestyle wrestling, lost in the final four to three to a Japanese wrestler. Is that a is that a high score? Is Pass. that a tight? I'm <laughs> just saying, well, I mean, it's but it's it's four to three. I mean, what the fuck do you think uh, well, is that close? Yeah, I think it's pretty close, guys. Shut up, Rig. <laughs> Four-three in soccer is like losing by ten goals in footy. <laughs> fuck off. You don't know the periodic table. <laughs> it's, we are both absolute eggheads. <laughs> so, yeah, Kyrgyzstan, you know who would have been cheering for that? The horse-loving nation of Turkmenistan would have been going, come on, just get up. Grab the gold and be eliminated from Minnow you history forever. Yeah, stop <laughs> chomping at our fucking heels, <laughs> at our hoofs, if you will. <laughs> Gnawing on our shoes. Our horseshoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of
0: course, put it with the others. <laughs> uh, which means we move on to the flagship segment, which should be held aloft with all of our other segments because they are all equal in the eyes of us. It's apocalyptics Now. <laughs> Apocalypse Now! Yeah, that is complete bullshit. You know full well that your favourite child is Minnow Watch. Okay, well, you're the one that keeps telling all of our listeners that Apocalypse Now is the best segment ever. No, I just think it's the best segment on this show. I hate you. (coughs) Anyway, I'm going to kick it off. There is nothing that I love more, as we know, than large companies eating bags of shit. (laughs) And, well, and I mean, it's not even about the athletes, right? Because these are top tier athletes, they're going to the games, they're giving it their all. They're just not getting what the people have thought that they were going to get. Yeah. So rather than the athletes eating shit, I just love the fans eating shit. (laughs) So big news to come off the track is that the US have obviously been pretty underwhelming on the track. It's yeah, for for US standards, they have been abysmal. Absolutely, and so by minnow standards, they are the greatest thing to ever occur. Oh yeah, absolutely. So speaking of minnows succeeding uh, while big nations fail, the US four by one hundred meter men's relay. Talk to me. So the team from the US have actually clocked themselves as sixth fastest and therefore not going into the final. Oh fuck! Do you know who does <laughs> get up? Who? Ghana. Yes! Huge minnow (laughs) presence now in the final. (laughs) You gotta love it. Wow. The US got beaten by Ghana in the 4x1. They own the 4x1. It is a a traditionally American race. So this is what some people had to say. First off, some nobody called Carl Lewis. (laughs) Some flash in the pan. (laughs) He says on Twitter, the USA team did everything wrong in the men's relay. The passing system is wrong, athletes running the wrong legs, and it was clear that there was no leadership. It was a total embarrassment and completely unacceptable for a USA team to look worse than the AAU kids that I saw. College kids. Yeah. Which is fine, right? If you are... In such a vaunted position as Carl Lewis in US and Olympic history, of course you could say that. But then you have random people who don't know shit. How's this guy? Unbelievable, except totally believable. USA sixth in semi final of men's 4x100 relay and is out of Olympic final. Un- utterly embarrassing. Dozens of USA sprinters have, share- have shared in these relay finals over the last two and a half decades. I have no idea what that's meant to say. What is that sentence? It's not about the individuals. They are not being put in a position to succeed. Something has to change. What happened to USA Track and Field? Can't even qualify in the 4x100 relay? Italian wins the 100. Canadian wins the 200. Usain Bolt was one thing. Once Canadians start winning, it's time to panic. (laughs) It is setting in over there. That last one is the one that is... Fucking problematic. Hugely problematic. So many people are like, what the fuck do you mean an Italian beat us? Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you mean a Canadian? But it's like they cannot fathom in their fucking tiny ostrich brains <laughs> that other countries do stuff good. Rick, would you say that perhaps the entire nation of the United States of America just has to take a moment and maybe just think? Yes, I would. <laughs> think, just be. Just be. <laughs> <laughs> and after they've been, they just need to understand that things could be worse. They could be listening to this song by Carl Lewis. <laughs> Look out, Susie. There, a challenger appears. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'll send you the YouTube link. But <laughs> the entire music video is just him doing <laughs> crunches in the gym, <laughs> interspersed with him long jumping, <laughs> and I fucking the camera while Mario music plays. <laughs> that dead set sounds like the opening of fucking Duck Hunt from original Nintendo. <laughs> I love that, but not as much as I love the tears of Americans, the tears of (laughs) Americans, because that is just chef's kiss. You've got to love it. And all of the tweets just reeked of (laughs) (laughs) stuffing their fat fucking heads full of Oreos. And just being like, "What do you mean we didn't make the final fucking jowls <laughs> swinging in the wind." It's all that tits at the knees. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the men. Yeah, that, that is all dudes. That well, I was only talking about the <laughs> men in that in that description. <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. But yeah, that's um. Again, you just cannot feel sorry for a a nation that has basically, uh, ever since the 1904 St. Louis Olympics, where they sent 526 of the 540 athletes and then won all of the medals. um, Ever since then, they have basically just paraded through the games every four years ripping fucking gold out of children's hands and stuffing it into their fucking ghoul sacks (laughs) to take back to the divided states and put into the bank like a series of goblins. Yeah. look at it all. (laughs) Phelps won more gold than literally all the minnows put together. (laughs) (laughs) But no, good luck to you Americans. Hope you fans, quote unquote, are going to be super psyched once China eventually overtakes you on the fucking medal tally that you all seem to follow, yeah. which is overall medals, which no one else does. It is the best, the actual best. So that means we move on to the mailbag, and we have been getting messages thick and fast. Uh, you are going to read us out some of them now. Maybe. I, what <laughs> I, <laughs> pass. <laughs> what else have you got to do? So. I just wanted to give a bit of a shout-out to one of our listeners, Tom Graham, who took it upon himself, and he mentioned this several times during our messaging exchange, that he is so fucking bored during lockdown that he's decided to compile data for our medals. Oh, I love that bloke that and is so great he's we only just met him but we were all about it love that he sent through a bunch of gallium steel and brass min- uh, minnows and, and winners in a bunch of different events and we just wanted to give that guy a shout out and if you want to continue doing unpaid work for us <laughs> please be our guest <laughs> That's it. That is such an indication of how stir-crazy people are going during lockdown. Oh, absolutely. Just the four walls closing in as they're like, oh, yeah, the real metal tally. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do the minnow medals for Gus and Riggs. He is like a tongue in an arsehole, 100% in. (laughs) You are running with the rimming. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But then you also had a nice little exchange on our DMs, didn't you? Yeah, I did, actually. Uh, I was chatting with Brad... And I will uh, last name redacted. Yeah. <laughs> Ge- <laughs> what, what is that, German? <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting last name. Oh, it's a Slavic mix. <laughs> he sent us a message and said, I've been curling for a couple of years now, mainly because it's an undeniably ridiculous hobby. Love that. Rigs are on average similar to my mum's mashed potato, <laughs> lumpy and underwhelming. <laughs> Australian championships slash qualifying events have to be held in New Zealand because no one in Australia could be asked spending (laughs) the money to prepare the rinks (laughs) to international standard. (laughs) I I would also say that uh, there's no fucking way that you could get Macquarie ice rink to stop holding children's parties for long enough to curl. (laughs) (laughs) What are they, a charity? Uh, To make it onto an Australian team, you need only to start curling somewhere and send yourself and a team over to the national champs and win the tournament there would likely be no more than 10 teams competing in Australia. I obviously responded with, G'day legend, Gus here. You seem like a prime contender to join our curling team. You're in. (laughs) We'll jump on the blower and talk about team colours soon. (laughs) So we will try and get Brad on the phone as uh, now our only uh, curling team member with any experience in curling. And I did actually get another message from... uh, friend of the show and uh, old schoolmate of mine uh, Danny Corgics who has let me know and reminded me that his brother-in-law was in a curling team that went to the championships to vie for the Olympics Wow he now lives in London he got a tattoo with the Olympic rings before they had made it to the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That said for the glory and, oh, <laughs> and the Olympic ring. No. And as we've discussed many times, oh. you always wait till you get the ticket yeah. before you get the tat. Yeah. <laughs> that is the hierarchy. It's coming home. <laughs> Shades of it's coming home. Oh, oh, the incredible annual tradition of Bogans getting their team. Oh, the (laughs) The, premiership. The the Richmond three-peat tattooed down the calf. (laughs) (laughs) The Harry Kane portrait (laughs) on the thigh. (laughs) It is the greats. Uh, but that does mean that we have possibly another curling team member uh, if the world ever emerges from COVID, um, which... It seems like a very COVID-friendly sport, though, right? God, doesn't it just? There's a bunch of dad bods sweeping the floor, throwing stones, chugging beers. It's got an essential cleaning element. Yeah, we're <laughs> essential as you slam tins. <laughs> That's it. Also, with your broomstick. <laughs> COVID famously can't live in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know that. It's fact. Mainstream media is trying to hide it from yeah, wake you. Wake up, sheeple. As well as the fact that you're now Bluetooth compatible post-vaccine. <laughs> uh. Connect to the speaker, you idiot. <laughs> All right. If people want to get in touch with us, they can get in touch with us via a multitude of ways. First way is through Instagram. We are at Gus and Rig. G-O-S-A-N-D-R-I-G, or through Facebook, which is Medallica or Show. Absolutely, and I am doing a stellar job administrating both of those pages at the moment <laughs> after your Facebook was hacked by ISIS.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: true. No actual <laughs> truth. To any- to it's, it's still funny, but it like, actually yeah. is true. No, it was a real thing. Um, yeah, so you can also get in touch with us if you'd like to financially support us because, <laughs> you know, our time's not cheap. <laughs> and <laughs> the website you can do that at is Rig. You just pump that into whatever browser you're using. Most people use Chrome, maybe Safari, Bing, AltaVista, (laughs) Ask Jeeves. (laughs) Whatever your search engine of choice is, you can find it there. It is uh, a website that makes the Space Jam website look like the United Nations one. Uh, It was made by Rig after a series of beers and with a blindfold on. (laughs) And you can tell... (laughs) But also, if you want to uh, jump onto our Patreon, you can do that. We release monthly content at different tiers. It's www.patreon.com slash Gus and And a big shout-out for one of our newest patrons, Nicola Ward. She signed up the other day for a full year. She just said, yep, inject it into my veins. I'm paying up front. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing that we love more than that. Just a large windfall just to get through day 13. <laughs> so... If you would like to support us in bringing you the content that you love and that we love to create for you, then please jump onto our Patreon or jump onto gussandrig.biz. Absolutely. It's always a great offset for the damage done to your spousal relationship <laughs> and the damage <laughs> ah. done to my familial relationships. Ah, yes. Well, you know You what. can put a price on it. <laughs> Everything has a price. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all that we've got, mate. It is indeed, mate. So... At this point in time, I think there's nothing left to do but just to think and be and do and make <laughs> and think again <laughs> and feel <laughs> and create. <laughs>
1: Cheers. Romance in all strategy leaves me battling with my pride Tenderness or vibes. I'm just a I pass you by At times I think we're drifters Still searching for a friend A brother or a sister But in the passion flares again